What's up, besties? This is episode seven of Childlike at Best with Mike Valdez, and I am still the second part of that title. If you were at Supercon this past 4th of July weekend, it was so fun getting to do comedy for you guys. Thank you so much for coming out. It was an absolute blast. This episode is stand-up comedian, writer, and co-host of Late Night Wine, Sarah Wren. She is so sweet and funny. We met a little while back doing a show together. We actually get into that story a little bit in the podcast as well. We have a really epic origin story, as she likes to say. I'm so honored and thankful to call her a friend. So without further ado, please enjoy Sarah Wren. It's just like a museum of wolves? <laughs> no. <laughs> the guy's name is like Wolfson, like his last name. And so it's, it's a bunch of pictures of the guy? <laughs> that would be a pretty sick museum if it was just like some dude. He's like, this is my museum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and technically that's people's houses, right? Yeah, They're yeah. Like, this is my museum. All the pictures are of me. Well, I, I mean, that's the same concept of like having family photos. Like I always thought yeah. that was weird. <laughs> kind <laughs> of. You, like, walk into someone's home and they're like, here's me <laughs> yeah. next to, like, you know, and here's me doing this and here's me on vacation. You're yeah. like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let me enhance your life by showing you a picture of me in Hawaii. Yeah. Or like, hey, I know I invited you over and you know what I look like, but look at these <laughs> photos of me <laughs> not here. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's always a weird concept. But no, it was it was Art Deco Museum. Okay. So all, like furniture antiques like i love love art deco so it was just totally up my alley very niche museum you're like whoa that's a couch Mm -hmm. i was like that is not a couch that is the couch that i need in my house the only couch i want is the orange couch from nickelodeon (laughs) but that's just me you don't have to be me (laughs) do you remember a comfy couch was that the, with the girl that was dressed like a rag doll? She was a clown. I thought she was dressed like a rag doll. No, she had the red nose. She was a clown. Maybe she was a clown. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I thought she was like a real life rag doll because oh, no. the whole because the concept was that the couch was like a thousand times bigger than her. You know, she yeah. was like a little toy. Yeah. That's what I always thought the concept was. No, it was a comfy couch and she's a regular sized clown. Oh, I thought it was I'm a toy and this is just a regular couch. That but would make more sense. Yeah. I, okay, do you remember, though, when she would do the leg thing with the clock? Did you ever watch that? I think so. And she yeah. would, like, tell the yes. time with her legs? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally remember this. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. All right, hang on. Let me do this intro because this is super fun. Okay. Hey, guys, my name is Mike Valdez. Hang on. I got to do that again. That was wrong. He's too excited. <laughs> Hey, besties, what's up? This is Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm Mike Valdez, and today I have a very special guest with me, stand-up comedian, my fellow real-life bestie, Raggedy Ann enthusiast, Sarah Wren. (laughs) Thank you. That is probably one of the best intros I've ever gotten. (laughs) I feel so bad for anyone who's ever introed you, because that wasn't all that great. So the first thing I want to do is what we always like to do here at Child Like It Best, and that is we take a Flintstones vitamin before I ask you the first question. So if you can okay. just take it's it's not the chalk ones. They are the gummy vitamins. It's childproof, so I always struggle with these. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do it. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I can't open anything this child. Oh, my God. He literally did it in like two seconds, and I was like sitting here struggling with it. Listen. You're the first girl on this oh, podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, so you should be honored. And <laughs> not representing them very well. No, you're not. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Is I was like, now I know why I have mostly have guys on here. Um, I'm kidding. I'm this completely is, kidding. This looks like it's uh, the, little, the little girl. Pebbles. Pebbles. Yeah. I got pebbles. I just eat this or I swallow it? I guess you chew it because it's a gummy. You can eat it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it's for. This is a weird way to start a podcast. Like, let now listen to me chew for the next like half an hour. You're welcome. So, as you're taking that in and doing all that, can you please tell me about where you grew up? So, I grew up in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. 
and it was in the suburbs, so not downtown. It was right by the lake, and it wasn't really the most, like, uh, classiest, like, area. There's a lot of, like, poor families and sort of, you know, uh, very, very low-income housing. Wow. Uh, Canada is just like us. (laughs) (laughs) So I grew up there, and, I mean, I... You know what I look like, but when people see me and I look, I'm mixed. So people are always, where are you from? Are you from, like from Mexico? Are you from, are you native? Are you uh, Colombian? Like I get everything. So I, people are often like really surprised when I say that I'm from Toronto, but born and raised. And yeah, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I haven't left. I love Toronto. Yeah. What were the kind of kids that you would hang out with at lunch? Like what was your group of people? Who would you say? At like what age? Let's start from elementary school. Okay. So I actually was so shy that I didn't talk to anyone. Okay. Which is funny because now I'm a stand-up comedian. But I it was so debilitating that I honestly didn't talk to anyone other than my sister and my mother. And that was it. So the teachers thought that I uh, was like a special needs student. Because they're like, we're, we'll ask her questions and she just won't. Like, I was mute. I would right. not respond because it, I, it was just, I was so scared and so shy. And they were like, oh, we think maybe she needs to go into, like, special needs and she needs a little extra attention and all this stuff. And my mother's like, what are you talking about? She she talks to her sister all the time. Mm-hmm. like what no she's not a special needs student she's just really shy and that lasted for I'd say a couple of years until I met um someone who's still my best friend actually today and they they were just as shy as I was so we were like shy together and then we helped each other like kind of come out of our shells (laughs) so how does that work do you just like look at each other and nod yeah and you're just like yeah yeah Yeah, we'd just be shy together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a perfect friendship when you think about it, you know? Like, no fighting, nothing to be... Well, you never know if you guys don't like each other because no one talks. (laughs) Yeah. So it's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, There were some weird things. Like, we would always read the same books, Mm -hmm. and we didn't talk, right? So it was just by chance that we would like the same books. We liked... We often, we wore the same clothing, too, which was really weird. We shopped at the same areas and we like the same sort of stuff so it was just like passively we saw these things that we seemed to get along with in the line um and then obviously over time we were chatting more and i mean i still talk to her to this day so we're best friends and we both love music she she's in music and i also music was a huge part of my life i played clarinet for eight years okay i did like percussion and some other stuff and i majored in music like it was like a big part of my life and same with her we both went to the same art school for music so, you know, there are all these passive interests and hobbies and things that connected us. Who were the kind of artists or, or bands that you would listen to at that time? When In elementary school, oh man, I guess NSYNC. I'm trying to think of what was popular back then. Spice Girls. Elementary, man, I mean, I don't, were they even around? I might be thinking later, like more middle school. Yeah. Um, I always, like growing up, I always heard like Prince, Jamiroquai, uh, James Brown, like that kind of music just in the house growing yeah. up. Um, oh, I know Daft Punk. Okay. I started liking Daft Punk, I think, when I was in grade five or six. Like that was my first, oh my God, I love this band. This is my favorite band kind of moment, uh-huh. you know, that you have. Yeah. Other than that, it was just. Uh, it was that song, like, Abadi-Abada, I'm Blue. <laughs> yeah, like, it, you just hear songs on the radio, like Britney Spears or whatever, and you're like, oh, that's a cool song. But Daft Punk was the first band that I, w- I was like, this is my my band and my music, and I had huh. posters and everything. It reminds me, we were having a conversation yesterday, I think. Was it yesterday? Maybe the day before. But you were saying that a lot of these like house music or techno bands oh, yeah. before every song starts, they're always like, may I have your attention, please? Yeah. May I have your attention, please? The bass is about to drop. Yeah. Bass. 
is about to drop. Yeah. And you were like, what? Really? And then I thought about it and I realized that that's actually very true. Yeah. There's always some sort of, it might not be the exact words of like, may I have your attention? But it's always like, well, there was this guy and he was blue. So, you know. Yeah. And like electronica house kind of music. I'd say. I easily, easily over 50% of the songs have like an introduction where someone's talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that or like an Eminem song, you know? He's like, look, if you had one chance. Yeah. <laughs> but what I loved is what you said. You're like, that's the only way they can get people to listen to the song. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> they have to like make an announcement. So- <laughs> <laughs> they can't just fire drill yeah they can't you know? start the beat they have to just be like oh no one's gonna listen to this so <laughs> be like, what's like, that like annoying tapping noise <laughs> like oh, for them to get into it it's probably the fire alarm yeah you should probably pay attention yeah I, that's one thing i hate i hate when they put alarms in in music yeah like cop sirens or any any kind of alarm yeah i'm automatically like oh what's happening or like i need is there a fire in you the building think like you're in trouble yeah my I, like my first reaction is like i need to get out of here so the next thing is djs are going to start sampling people's parents being like you're grounded you know yeah. <laughs> is that my mom yeah. like- <laughs> or like it'll be like yeah like it has to be something common that everyone would you know hear yeah like like an elevator door or something or like i don't know at the ttc it's like bung 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 is it yeah i don't know what that is <laughs> really wait do you guys even have subways here we do oh okay <laughs> but like subways in what sense like the sandwich like, store no <laughs> eat fresh <laughs> no like we have like a subway train yeah subway station yeah absolutely yeah. we have like those. one station or <laughs> Well, I mean, that's more that's more of a thing in New York and like bigger cities. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a thing here in Miami. Everyone drives, right? Yeah. And if it is a sub if there is a subway here in Miami, I don't know about it, <laughs> nor would I ever want to be a so part the, of it. Why did you say, Yeah, there's a subway but you don't <laughs> because even know? we have sandwich stores. <laughs> oh my god. Which is enough because it, it tastes like a locomotive anyway. So <laughs> there's that. When you went home and we can talk about anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be elementary school, but mm-hmm. just like what are the things that you really remember really being obsessed with as far as like uh, like television or, or movies or anything like that? I was obsessed with Dudley the Dragon. Okay. I Who's, don't know. I have no idea what that is. That might is. be a Canadian thing. Sure. Well, explain it. Um, he was bit like Barney. You okay. know Barney? I do know Barney. It's like the same sort of thing. He was a green dragon. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I thought Barney was creepy. Mm-hmm. So I did not like Barney growing up. <laughs> but Dudley was less right. creepy. <laughs> and it, now that I think about it, Dudley. Barney, Barney <laughs> is. No, now that I, now that I think about it, Barney is very creepy. He yeah. has a friend named Baby Bop who has another friend named BJ. <laughs> Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I just didn't like how handsy Barney was, like Bar- on the show. <laughs> yeah. Barney wasn't ha- was yes. he handsy? For a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, yeah. he was pretty handsy for a dinosaur, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, Barney. Yeah. I just did not like him. That's really uh, whatever funny. vibes Barney was giving off, uh little Sarah's not so uh, not buying into, into it. it. Yeah. But there was Dudley, which I'm really curious to like look him up now and and Cause I barely—that's like a distant, distant memory. What? What are you laughing? At? I'm just laughing at something stupid. <laughs> it's not even that big of a deal. But yeah, so you're Dudley the Dragon. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> race home to watch Dudley the Dragon. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm la- You know why I'm laughing? I'm la- <laughs> I'm laughing because I made up this stupid rumor. <laughs> When I was a kid, that because everyone was like Barney's super creepy or something, Mm -hmm. and I was like, yeah, I heard that the guy in the suit he wears the suit backwards. (laughs) That's why he has such a long tail. Oh my god! And he just walks around backwards. Oh my god! And that's like this rumor that I made up. So I'm just laughing at how (laughs) dumb I was, and also at how dumb people were for believing me. 
But, but anyway. I mean, at that age, right? I was like 23. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. But, yeah. Anyway. So Dudley the dragon, what did he yeah. do? He flew over all the kids and then he was like, instead Dudley. of. Dudley. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm don't Dudley. Know. Instead of setting your house on fire, let's sing songs about cleaning. I. I, I yeah. <laughs> I honestly like I can't rem- like I can't remember much about him, but that's my earliest memory I have of being like obsessed with a TV show and a, sure. a character. I remember there they came out there was an ad with a Dudley the Dragon that you could take in the bathtub, like he was pl- like plastic and waterproof. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, because I always took baths, and I'm like, of course I want Dudley. The <laughs> Wait Dragon. a minute, you always took baths? Yes, I. I <laughs> no way. I'm like this. I feel like I've been 50 my whole life, you know. Like, <laughs> I take baths. I'm just just making fun of you because like. That's what kids do. They take baths. Exactly. Well, I'm also just making fun of the fact that like, of course you took a bath. Like, (laughs) duh. You know? Yeah. And so like, you know, the toys that you would have in Mm -hmm. the tub. Yeah. And I wanted the Dudley the Dragon so that I could play with him in the tub. And then my parents got me a Dudley the Dragon, but it was just like a stuffed plush animal. I'm like, I can't take this into the tub. And I was so upset. And they didn't understand that it had to be the water resistant. Like pl- They're like, but this one's nicer. Like, I don't yeah. get it. I'm like, but I can't take it into the tub, can it? <laughs> it's fur. Like, it's going to get all wet and <laughs> like Man, a sponge. You, now that I think about it, whenever I would take baths, Man, I would throw so many toys in there. Like, I would put, like, half of the bubble bath stuff, like... Mm -hmm. So bubbles are just going everywhere, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have Hulk Hogan go in there. (laughs) Ultimate Warrior's going to go in there. Yeah, you just toss your toys. (laughs) And Luke Luke Skywalker's going to have a fight. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) like, all these different things. And then you jump in, and then it hurts so Because you're sitting on plastic toys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, god, I remember doing that too. That hurts so bad. <laughs> I still remember it. Like, yeah, these little arms jabbing like yeah, these, up into your legs yeah, and like your like, butt. Like there's a lightsaber up your butt. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh. That's not how I was gonna play. Yeah, that's not how <laughs> I was Luke gonna Skywalker. play. Skywalker. Yeah. It's yeah, and then there comes a time, at least in every boy's life, when he's playing Star Wars in the bathtub, he realizes that he doesn't have Darth Vader, and then he turns eleven, and he's like, "Oh, I have my own Darth Vader." So, <laughs> and then oh you just, my god, you end up spending more time with him than anyone else. But, but yeah, oh my so god. So there's that. I had a whole, um, it was like just a big bucket of animals and I would dump that in the tub. Oh so my same gosh, thing, plastic. Yeah. Stuff, just yeah. plastic <laughs> animals and stabbing was, me. And it's funny because like you would like imagine the story that you're going to create the yeah. tub the whole time. And you're like, Oh man, this is going to be great, man. Like, like you're like, dude, Luke Skywalker is going to fight Hulk Hogan. And then he's going to fly off the freaking turnbuckle and like hit one of the Ninja Turtles. And then, and then you just lay down and it hurts so bad. I remember that for sure. That's yeah. real bad. Yeah. So let's go a few more years mm-hmm. older than what else other than like Dudley. Oh, power, uh, Powerpuff Girls. Sure. That was I was great. obsessed with them. Yeah. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved everything about them. Totally bought into everything. They had these magazines, like Powerpuff Girl magazines. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Comics too. I know they had comics. Yeah. yeah. They had the comics and the magazines. I was really into that. And they would go into in-depth details with, you know, like Mojo Jojo. Yeah, and, I love uh, Mojo Jojo. And uh, Miss Cerebellum. Was it Miss Cerebellum that was the mayor's assistant? I think assistant? it's Cerebellus. That's <laughs> well, it was the brain because she was intelligent and the mayor was like a dumb ass. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, something, it was something to do with the brain was yeah. her name and she was just like her tits and like her body i don't know if you remember they didn't they never showed her face it was just neck down yeah neck down they had all these like adult jokes in in powerpuff girls that as i got i watched for a long time because as i got older i realized there were so many things for me as i grew up and it wasn't just like a kid's show about powerful little girls saving the day yeah i never got past that so like i just mostly thought that was what the show was Mm, (laughs) and i I enjoyed it for that Mm -hmm. i love that did you watch more cartoon network stuff when you were a kid then than anything else um 
trying to think what I was really into. I always, growing up, I, I was obsessed with reading. Yeah. Like, books and comics, loved it. I never really got into TV shows um, or, like, like Pokemon. I never really got into the show. Like, I would play the card game and sure. read up. Like, I, I just loved anything I could read stuff on. Uh, I was super into video games. Okay. Like, I loved Bomberman. Okay. Love, love Bomberman. And all these, like, you know, kind of old arcade games and things. So, I was much more a video game comic book person okay. than I think I was cartoons and TV growing up. So did you like go to the arcades a lot or did no, you like that stuff? Or? I, yeah, I do. And I still do it as an adult. Yeah. But growing up, I don't think there really was that like in Toronto there, there wasn't like an arcade that you could just easily go to. Yeah. They sort of disappeared at least my parents would never took me to an arcade or anything. There was like Chuck E. Cheese. Do you guys have Chuck E. Cheese? We do. Yeah. 25 cent fun. Is it, <laughs> is it American or is it? it it's American. Okay. It's super weird, but <laughs> it it's is. fine. Yeah. I mean, I mean, their, their pizza is awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything is awful there. Yeah. Their, their games used to be cool when you were six. It and smells so bad. Every it, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. It smells like pizza and feet. That's yeah, and the like. coins are smell disgusting. Like everything, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like washing my hands after playing there. I'm like, my hands still smell like the coins. <laughs> like days later, that's gross. <laughs> I'm trying to like scrub it off my hands. That's real bad mm-hmm. for sure. There was a time when I was younger when Chuck E. Cheese was the bomb, mm-hmm. but not anymore. It's just dirt. Like it just it's it, real you know dirty. what it feels like. In McDonald's, you know how they have those ball pits and like the playground that's yeah. attached to McDonald's, mm-hmm. and it like those are nasty. It feels like the entire place is a McDonald's like playground. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and not only that, but I also feel like when we were kids, the the generation before us was the kind of people that would be like, "Hey, let's clean everything up" and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then our generation, who's probably working at Chuck E. Cheese now, <laughs> is like, nah. <laughs> you know we just there's like not enough time there's so many other things that we could be doing and our our attention is like grabbed in so many different ways exactly so (laughs) yeah do you (laughs) do you remember any commercials or like how weird food and and product placement was when we were Mm, kids at all yeah what sticks out in your mind um i was obsessed with baby bell like the cheese i know it's not like candy or anything but how they advertised it and the shape of it and they always had it really low and was always by the counter before you leave Mm -hmm. stores and things like baby bell was something i was obsessed with i'm trying to think of like candy though pop rocks loved yeah loved pop rocks Mm -hmm. um there was a corner store and anytime I found spare change, which this is something I think doesn't exist anymore. So when I was little, I could go to a convenience store and buy like a pack of nerds, those lollipops that are apple and caramel, um, uh, fruit roll up or, or that gum that's like rolled up. Bubble and tape. It, bubble tape. And mm-hmm. it, would, it would be a dollar. Yeah. I don't think you can do that anymore. No. I don't think there's any... It's $38 now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't think there's... I I don't know. I guess dentine gum is like $1.50. But yeah. I, I remember getting multiple items that now each cost at least a dollar each. Yeah. And I could get 10 cent lollipops. I would get those pixie sticks. They were 5 cents. Yeah. You know? Like, it, I don't think you can... That doesn't exist anymore. Not only that, like, I don't think it's a thing for kids to be able to go up to ice cream trucks and haggle the ice cream guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? To be like, hey, I only have a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. and I definitely need <laughs> those, like, weird Ninja Turtle Pops where the eyes are all yeah. weird. And they're like, well, that's $3. And you're <laughs> like, well... Well, I only have a dollar fifty, and I want that a nerd's rope and two candy cigarettes. So <laughs> you're gonna have to figure something out, yeah, Rolando or whatever your name is. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I would come into the convenience store and I'd be like, okay, I have a dollar fifty. What can I get with that? Yeah, and then you would put your items up, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, okay, okay, fine, you can get that, that, and that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just to go into our next segment, were you into cereal at all? Um, I think. I liked Fruit Loops, kind of. Okay. I I was boring. I like. That's fine. I like like puffed 
oats like not even a cereal but just puffed i would go to like the whole food store or something or like we have something called bulk barn in canada okay and that's where you can get everything in bulk kind of like seeds lentils grains things like that yeah and i would i would go and just get puffed oats and puffed oats sprinkle like a tiny bit of sugar and like some milk and there you go yeah holy cow i told you i was like a 50 year old in <laughs> That's totally a tiny fun. like Asian body. Well, I'm gonna be one of those weird Asian ladies when I grow up, like a hundred percent. Do you ever remember like those cereal commercials and how they would treat the cereal like they were a drug? Well, there was like tricks, the bunny, yeah, um, honeycomb. I they remember never, ads for honeycomb. The tri- the but tricks I never rabbit, <laughs> the tricks rabbit never got the tricks. It was ridiculous. I I yeah yeah you're right. They did act like that, but for whatever reason, I didn't buy into it. <laughs> I bought into all of it. So <laughs> here's our next segment that we like to do is we like to review cereal. And every episode, I like to pick a specific cereal for my guest because it has to do with that person in some way, shape, or form. So I spoke to my sponsors over at Funko. And by sponsor, I mean I like them and I buy their products. And by spoke to, I mean I tweeted them repeatedly and they didn't get back to me. <laughs> What I chose for you, Sarah Wren. Oh, boy. I'm very excited. I'm giving you Funko brand Wonder Woman cereal. Aw, that is perfect for me. Multi-grain cereal, which is blue. (laughs) Da-ba-dee-da-ba-dee. Callback. Yeah, good callback. It includes the the Wonder Woman pop inside. It's inside the cereal? It's inside the cereal. Like you have to dig through the cereal? No, you don't have to dig through it. It's on the bottom. Oh, it's on the bottom? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah. you do have to dig through to get to it. There's separate plastic bags in in the box, but Sarah. She's still buried. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Do you, I'm like <laughs> freaking out about this. <laughs> um, do you remember when they used to have CDs in cereal? Yeah. <laughs> I hope my mom actually remembers when they would put records inside of cereal. No way. Yeah, that's how they got the 45 for... Um, Sugar, oh honey, honey, you're my candy girl, and you got me wanting you. That was inside of like a freaking Fruit Loops box or something. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So, anyway, the reason why I got Wonder Woman cereal for you is because I'm a Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, it's just a wonder why you're still doing this. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, actually. The reason why I chose this is because I feel like you are a warrior in a lot of ways. And I feel like despite like whatever it is that people say or do, you will always fight for what the right thing is. So that's the reason why I chose this for you. That's so sweet. It also sounds like a really roundabout way to be like, people don't like your personality, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. (laughs) Oh, that's no, I'm not going to downplay it. That was really nice. I didn't bring my Reptar cereal bowl. So sorry, ASMR nerds. I won't be able to put it inside of the bowl, but you can just go back to one of the other episodes and you can loop one of those audio things and make it your ringtone or whatever the weird thing is that you do. (laughs) Have you heard the Kit Kat ASMR ad? What the heck is that? It's the worst. So I have spotted... I understand why people are into that, but I don't find it relaxing or I'm not really, it's not my jam, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I have Spotify, but I'm so cheap that I don't pay for the premium. So I get the ads. So I'll listen to music. Is it ASMR thing as an ad? Yes. It's so annoying. So I'm listening to my music and then the ad comes on and it's like, And they start whispering. It's like a whisper thing. And it goes in each ear of the headphone. And it's like, you deserve a break. And they like just say, oh, they're like whispering. It's creepy because they're whispering. And it's, I just immediately, I haven't even heard the whole ad. I just hit mute on my laptop because it creeps me out. That's so weird. I think, I'm pretty sure it's a Kit Kat bar ad that's ASMR. <laughs> yeah. That's very weird. It's super weird. And it bothers me a lot. Okay, so to get through this bit, here's what we're going to do. I want you to have some of this cereal and review it for me. However, it would be fun. Calm down. (laughs) 
it would be fun for you to eat this cereal and review it. However, what would be more fun is for you to eat the cereal and review it as Wonder Woman. Oh so, my god. Whenever you're ready, I would like for you to review this as Wonder Woman. Oh my god, it's terrible. <laughs> Here we go, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is like the spotify ad yeah i mean i don't know what spotify is because i'm wonder woman <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know what to say there's this giant mutant yeah piece it looks like a huge teddy bear <laughs> yeah it, it pretty it's like five pieces melted into oh it's like crumbly too mm-hmm I'm not gonna eat this one. You don't have to. <laughs> okay, let me get let me get back into my character. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it tastes like Fruit Loops, though. Okay. Which is I liked Fruit Loops growing up. You did. Yeah. As Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you liked them back in 1492 or whenever you were born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Columbus but discovered it, America. Wonder it, Woman was here eating Fruit Loops. Yeah, it's like a berry, mm-hmm. but it's not. A berry. Okay. Would you say it's berry good, berry bad? What would you say? Oh my god. Very bad. Very bad? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Wonder Woman, ladies and gentlemen. That was great. I am terrible at impressions. That's okay. I'm like, this is bad, but I keep eating it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cereal. Majority of it isn't that great, but we just keep eating it. If I was a kid though, I think I would love this. Like, if I was a little kid and, you know, into comics and everything, and I saw the uh, Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. like, I totally would be into this. <laughs> you'd even wait for, like, when you had blue poop, and you'd be like, yes, mm-hmm. this is awesome. I have Wonder Woman poop, you know? <laughs> do, you rem- do you remember when they changed Heinz ketchup and they tried different colors? Yeah, and instead they made of it green. Red? Yeah, <laughs> green yeah. and blue ketchup. It's the worst. Everyone's like, no. Why? <laughs> Everyone except my sister. My sister still writes letters to Heinz. No way. I'm like, I mean, they're probably never going to read them. They do emails. And she's like, no, I need to write letters. <laughs> she writes them letters? No, she doesn't write them oh. letters. But even still, it's crazy. She's like, I love that green ketchup. It's disgusting. Why would you ever? I mean, it tastes the same, right? It's 100% the same thing. Yeah, so why would you... Like it, it just it, it's just like the idea of it makes it gross so she likes it because it's gross no she likes it because it's green that's it <laughs> which is really weird mm-hmm. you know what i didn't get and i always thought was very very sexual was how obsessed nickelodeon was with sliming people and like putting oh, yeah. like slime like just making people wet all the time mm-hmm. that was another <laughs> thing as a kid i'm like this i don't know if i'm into this i'm like why do they always want to slime people there was this thing i don't know if you remember this probably not i don't know if it ever hit canada but there was this uh this pbs show i want to say it was zoom or something maybe it wasn't maybe it was like maybe it was a christian channel thing but i don't remember what it was i just remember it was a lot of kids and the whole thing was that they were going to a water park in the episode and they were singing, and the song is so awkward. It's this song called Water, Water, Water. The lyrics are like, water, 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 we're going to get wet. <laughs> Those are the lyrics. So it's like, water, 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 we're going to get wet. <laughs> like, it is the most awkward song. And it is just like all these kids in slow motion going down these water slides and like slowly rubbing their own nipples like it is it's so no, weird no no <laughs> it's the weirdest thing oh that kind of stuff bothers me like, i know oh, it creeps me out yeah it's real weird because you know children in the entertainment industry they're put in some really weird situations yeah. and like some very adult situations and you yeah. wouldn't think even for like commercials or like quick little things but the way kids are treated in entertainment, it just makes the whole thing even creepier. Yeah. So, like, filming that and stuff, and they're, like, they're probably, like, oh, wear this and do this, and <laughs> I don't know. Speaking I know it's not sexual, but just, <laughs> I don't know. But let kids be kids. Let Speaking them- of being kids, did you ever watch movies? Because I feel like when we were kids, there was always this genre of movie 
where it was about a kid and an animal. What do you mean? Like Dunstan checks in or Free Willy. Like it's always about a kid and an animal. Like the oh, animal's the star true. of the movie. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And they would always have like their friend is a sea lion. Yeah. And like they would have to save the sea lion or mm-hmm. whatever. Did you have a favorite of those? Oh, I liked Wishbone. Yeah, Wishbone was great. I really liked Wishbone. But that was more of like a Sherlock Holmes kind of. Like the dog wasn't ever in danger really. No, the dog was just telling the story. Yeah. Yeah, he would... If you've never seen Wishbone, listener, Wishbone was... Calm down. (laughs) So... (laughs) I talked to my listeners. So, Wishbone was this little dog who he would tell a story and he would be like the narrator of the story, but he was also a character in the story, right? But nothing could ever happen to him because he was the narrator at the same time. Yeah. And he was also a dog. He would tell stories that were like about Shakespearean times. He would tell stories where he was Sherlock Holmes. Mm -hmm. He would tell all kinds of stories. It was kind of fun. It was a good one. For sure. I I loved Tales of the Crypt. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that. Goosebumps. (laughs) Wasn't a kid's show, but sure. Goosebumps was. All of that stuff I loved. You liked so (laughs) 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 one of can I tell you the uh, which you would know this because the show was filmed in canada the scariest show ever when i was a kid was are you afraid of the dark oh yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even because of the show it was because of the theme song Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like it was just so yeah i would hear it and i was like oh and then just like a swing swinging by itself and a little kid laughing Mm -hmm. get out of my house forever (laughs) Like, why are you, why is the demon spirit here? Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, I, I, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this gives a lot of insight into why I do like dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of comedy, I want to kind of move into that because that's what you do and all that kind of stuff. Even though, let me, you know what, let me move back a little bit mm-hmm. because you stated something and it's something that I didn't really know about you at least not in depth about you but you you majored in music yeah that's awesome what was the what was the end goal like did you want to be in the symphony no I I've always had appreciation for music and I loved the music theory so learning about the baroque era and classical music um Mm -hmm. I've just always loved music but I never had any I wasn't going to pursue it like it, it was just something that I felt was important and something that I thought was good for me, and yeah. I enjoyed it immensely. But I never, and I did play in orchestras and and uh, concert bands and everything. But this wasn't, uh, there was no end goal with it. I knew it was going to end. And actually, I also knew that I, oh, since I was fourteen, that I had to get double jaw surgery, mm-hmm. and I played clarinet. So I'm like, after I get the surgery. I'm going to have to start all over again to build that embouchure up and the muscle and, and yeah. like just everything all over again. So I knew when I finished school, um, I wasn't going to be, I'd have the surgery and yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to pursue it anyways. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. When would you say you started, not, not necessarily that you started comedy, but you were like, maybe I should try this. Like what, who, who inspired you or what inspired you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I I'm I I always feel kind of like I can't relate to a lot of comics that I talk to when this comes up mm-hmm. because a lot of them say, "Oh, I always wanted to do this. I yeah. knew I always wanted to do this." And they have all of these comedians that they've watched throughout the years. I've only been doing stand up now for a year and a half and uh it literally was just I was searching for for something that would give me motivate me if you make me feel excited something I could be passionate about I pursued so many different things in life and none of it really uh, I didn't feel any ambition and then uh, I was looking into public speaking and keynotes and things like that I, I, I did a lot of presentations in the past so I was like I don't know I like public speaking yeah. maybe maybe this finally will be something I like and then naturally I just started writing jokes and I, I never thought 
Like I never thought of myself as being really funny. Now that I think of it, I was the funny one, you know, like out of my friends and at parties and stuff, but I just didn't perceive myself that way. Sure. And I went and I did an open mic and, and I had five minutes prepared and I did it and it felt awesome. And I was hooked ever since. And it's the hardest, most challenging thing I have ever had to do, which is so satisfying. You know, like I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, everything is new. Everything is extremely difficult. Yeah. And I'm, it drives me. Now I have, I'm so much happier and I have so much more excitement like in my life pursuing this so i found like i found comedy was what i was looking for that's awesome i definitely relate to you in a lot of that because comedy wasn't my end goal Mm -hmm. it wasn't my it wasn't even a goal you know it was just something where i saw it and i loved it and i have loved it for years but it's something that when I was out in L.A. a few years ago, my manager at the time was like, you should take improv classes. And mm-hmm. I just couldn't afford to take improv classes. So I decided to do stand up. And I was like, well, it's kind of like improv because I'm improving up there and, you know, whatever, even though it's not improv at all. No, yeah. You know, it is what it is, you know, and, and I didn't know the difference when I was doing it anyway. And then it's just something that I fell in love with. It was never something where I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this with three Netflix specials <laughs> and four Grammy nominations. I have no desire. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, trust me, I, I am getting to a point where I want people to see my comedy and I want people to see me. And it would be nice to have a special or whatever. But if I'd never had that, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know, like it's just something where it's just it's something I do. I'm glad people like it. I'm glad people care enough to keep watching me do Mm -hmm. it. But it's not necessarily my end goal. Mm -hmm. I see performing as a 20 sided die. And I feel like, especially now, you kind of need to be good at a little bit of everything for somebody to give you their full attention. Yeah. It's such a saturated market. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that are being connected because of the internet and just how fast things are progressing. Of course. That if you just do stand-up, there's little to no chance that you're going to survive. Yeah. Unless Mm -hmm. you're amazing. But even then, like... There's tons of people who are amazing and you're mm-hmm. competing against them and how are they going to find you? And yeah, I think you really need to spread kind of your seeds everywhere and try to be multi-talented, which I like, I have no interest in a lot of things. Like I have no interest in acting um, or being on TV, but I would love to get into writing, like do like in a writer's room sit and work on a sitcom or something like that like yeah. behind the scenes so that's what i'm doing more of is stand up and writing that's basically what i'm pursuing yeah absolutely but same thing yeah i never was like oh i always wanted to do stand up oh i'm always gonna you know i i loved it and admired it but <laughs> i never in a million years if someone told me even two, three years ago that I would be doing stand-up now, like, full-time, I would be like, You're, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's definitely a fun ride, for sure. It's something where, like, when the community is, is good to you, it's a, it's a nice place to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because it's a lot of fellow brethren, you know, and things like that. But sometimes it's kind of difficult because – it is a very dark business as well. Yeah, so, it really is. And sometimes it's really hard being the light in the darkness, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or trying to be the light in the darkness. Do you have any funny stories that you're willing to share of like weird open mic nights or something? Oh, sure. I'm very blessed in Toronto where even open mics tend to have really good audiences. Yeah. Like it's a, an amazing comedy city mm-hmm. and you can get up like three times in one night and they're all good shows. Like you can write a joke and run through it in, in a week and know if it's going to work yeah. at a, a club or, you know, at like a bigger venue. Um, let me think of some funny ones. Oh, I, I it was my own show that I was producing and I did it just like at a bar mm-hmm. and <laughs> It was a good turnout, and I was excited for the lineup. 
But right before we started, there was uh, this guy that just got hammered, like hammered at the bar. I don't know what was going on. So by the time the show started, he was smashed and he uh, got offended by like one of my jokes when I was opening up the show. So him and I got into like into it (laughs) because I was trying to roast him so that he would shut up yeah, you know because yeah. i i was fine with him talking back at me and whatever i just wanted him to be quiet for the rest of the comics and just be respectful like everyone that i put on the lineup i admire and respect and i don't yeah. want some drunk person heckling them or you know yelling at them and he actually like stood up and it looked like he was gonna like, punch me in the face wow he was getting like he was all posturing and getting all like in my my face and everything and i'm like sir you know i just i said i'm like you know that these are jokes right you know like <laughs> like calm down i was trying to i realized i was you know when you kind of like roast people they get upset but they're in the distance right yeah whereas at a bar when they're they can come right up to you there's no stage or anything yeah. um and i was like oh I, that was the only time where I thought I might actually get into a fight. <laughs> and when I first started comedy, this was the the first show I was booked on. So it wasn't an open mic, but this was the first show I ever was booked on. And a comic said something that offended someone. The woman rushed the stage, ran up like an audience member, and it was trying to like punch and kick him. Wow. And they obviously had no security. It was, again, another random bar or lounge. And so all the comics had to like pull her off of the comedian. And I, I remember thinking, oh, my God, they I'm not invulnerable. You know, like when I'm on stage saying these things that yeah. could offend people – someone could throw something at me someone could could rush the stage and like try to attack even afterwards you know people come up to me afterwards so it's it's that was like a big eye-opening those two experiences were like oh maybe i should be a bit more careful about what i say but then at the same time you're ruining your art so yeah no i i I know exactly (laughs) what you mean but it can get intense so (laughs) let me tell you i I don't think I've told this story on the podcast yet. This was a real long time ago. I can't remember exactly when it was, but I was doing an open mic. I was going to sing a couple of songs and there was a guy that went on before me and I'll never forget his name because his name was Tom Clancy. And (laughs) that's great. That's (laughs) you just remember that all the time. So he came up and he had one of those like old voice message machines (laughs) He brought one up and he hooked it up to like an amplifier and then he hooked up a guitar, an electric guitar, and it was just him, the the guitar, and the voice message machine. And he started, this place is full, it's a full coffee shop, you can hear a pin drop, everyone's like waiting for him, very respectful crowd. And he presses the button to start the, the voice memo machine. And it goes, you have one new message. And then everyone's like, yeah, you know, like whatever. Like they think it's going to like be a part of the show. And this message starts to play. And it's the message of his girlfriend breaking up with him. And he starts playing guitar over it. Oh, no. So he starts playing guitar over it. And then I don't remember much of what she said, but it was it was a long enough one where it was it was long enough for everyone in the room to look at one another and be like, do you see what's happening right now? And the music started building and building and building until it got to a point where she was like, I just don't think we can do this anymore. And then he it just goes, you know, like it beeps. And then he just starts, he plays like the open G chord and he's just like, Jennifer, Jennifer, why did you leave me? And he just starts crying into this microphone while he's playing this song. And I can't even tell you how hard I was laughing. (laughs) It was the freaking funniest thing I had ever seen in my life. It was, it was like (laughs) one of those because it's like those like don't laugh in church things yeah, you know what i mean you're like you're not supposed to laugh but it makes it funnier you know because it's just like oh my god like why would you do that and not to mention i've always had like the comic gene in me i guess mm-hmm. 
Which is kind of like a roundabout way of saying you have like the douchebag gene. Because like if you have that thing in you where you're like, well, if I'm next, I have to address what just happened. Mm-hmm. Then you're just being a douchebag. Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's like, no, man, I'm a comic. I have to do it. Like, no, you're just a douchebag. I you think about I mean? that all the time. <laughs> I say things all the time. and I'm like, man, I am such a jerk. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> like a normal person would not point out the things that we yeah. do. That's the thing that I've noticed. There's a lot of things that I've noticed that are different about music and comedy. So many things are similar. There's a lot of things that are similar. However, the things that are different are the things that make me like music for what it is and comedy for what it is. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, if you do a song at an open mic, it's a lot more comfortable for you to to do new things because... People are usually pretty open to you singing a song. Mm -hmm. And even if it's bad, they're probably going to like it. Yeah. You know? Now, here's the bad thing. You can play a bad song for three years and never realize it. Mm, Okay. Because people are just clapping because you're holding a guitar and singing. Yeah. So whereas if I tell a bad joke, I will know immediately that it doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) You know? That's so true. It's, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so that's like the good and the bad at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> comics hate when I say this because uh, I can see it just like breaks their little heart. But sure. whenever people um, come up to me and you probably hear it all the time, they're like, oh, I'm thinking about starting stand up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like well, as soon as people find out that you're a comic, they're like, oh, I, I think I'm going to do that or whatever. Yeah. Or I've done a couple open mics. And yeah. And then you're like, have Or I'm funny on Instagram. Yeah, like, have you really done a couple open mics? Because I feel like there's nothing better, nothing. Like, this beats the army for, like, breaking someone down and, like, crushing their, like, soul and their identity that they think that they're funny or something that they're going to say is enlightening or going to entertain people, and it doesn't. Man. Then if they can build themselves back up from that, then I consider them... A comic. Like, a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Can I tell you something? There is nothing that makes me more upset than somebody who thinks that they're funny because they're good at Cards Against Humanity. Oh, it's I haven't like, come across that, but oh, <laughs> I would hate that. It's like one of the reasons why I hate that game. Mm-hmm, me because, too. Because, like, because people are like, oh, man, I'm so funny when I play that game. And it's like, oh, you're you're so funny when somebody who wrote the yes. structure for jokes and I all a, you have to do is just place them in any order and they're all funny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I actually have a joke where I talk about how you know a party is bad when people bring out cards against humanity because then no one has a personality to like carry a conversation you know like <laughs> that's true mm-hmm. that's it's that or they bring their pets to a store yeah. you know like i was telling you a couple of days ago yeah we talked <laughs> yeah. i was I, like it's fine it's fine if you bring your dog because i understand that it's a dog you know and like you're not or if gonna... it's quick like you're just going in and then exactly out. like you're not leaving like don't leave your dog outside mm-hmm. you know what i mean like fine bring your dog inside i get that yeah i just mean like people that like wrap snakes around their hands Wait, you know what? or like people people <laughs> that like will put a parrot on their shoulder and walk into a ups store <laughs> thinking that they're cool and it's like i'm not going like in fact i'm going to ignore the thing that's on you Mm -hmm. just to disrespect you yeah because i know that you came into the store thinking that i would be like whoa that's so cool oh my gosh tell me all about this stupid thing that's around your stupid body you know what i mean like i don't care it's like it's like a beard like i feel like a lot of people like guys who have beards it's their personality you know some guys yeah no like but like i'm talking like a beard beard yeah yeah, yeah. where they want people to be like oh what beard oil do you use do you like comb it or where do you get you know what do you do it becomes them yeah exactly they're just a beard just a beard (laughs) They're the lady from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. They're just beard and she's just boobs. Yeah, exactly. It's that pretty much. (laughs) So do you want to tell the listeners the story about how we met? Oh, oh my gosh. Maybe you tell the story and I will like (laughs) jump in if I feel necessary because I feel like you won't be as harsh with how bad it was. I don't think it wasn't. I I okay I'll set this up before you say anything that I 
don't have like a problem with drinking. But <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but <laughs> I she did used that night. to yeah, I used to drink a lot. And it's something that I'm only recently being more aware of because I'm getting older and I'm seeing the effects on my body, but yeah. And that's all I'm going to say before you tell the story. It's, I mean, I don't really, I wasn't really going to say anything bad. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) we met at a comedy show that's at this bar and it was, were you, were you showcasing or were you just doing the open mic? I can't Uh, remember. I was just in town and, and there was a bunch of shows that I was doing and that was one of them. I can't remember if you were, if you were on the showcase or not, Mm -hmm. but we met because because of that and well we met because we were in the same building <laughs> and the headliner was hanging out and I was talking to him for a while and then you were still inside and then I went back inside and you were I don't really know the best way to describe it like you were like happy like like you're like a very happy drunk I guess yeah because like I knew you were I knew you were drunk but it was just something where I was like I mean whatever you know so (laughs) and so you started talking to the both of us Mm -hmm. and then you started talking to me I don't you know what it is it's when I'm whenever I'm in a new city and I'm alone I always try to like make friends or get to like know people because yeah yeah, what else am I gonna do I don't remember a single thing that that you said to me. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing. I just remember you saying at one point, <laughs> you, oh, were, no. you were like, I'm going to walk home. And I said, okay. And then I saw you walk. And <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, you're not going to walk and home. As, you can't as, even. <laughs> as you were walking, you crashed into a bush. <laughs> And I said, this girl's going to die unless I walk her home. Yeah, Yeah, you literally saved my life. I would have probably just stayed in that bush. So I I picked you up. (laughs) I didn't, like, pick you up, but, like, I, I helped you up. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, hey, I let me walk you home, you know, because I feel bad. I kind of I, I don't really remember exactly what I said. I phrased it in a way where I was like, I I played dumb, essentially. Like I was like, I just want to make sure you get home safe. Like yeah. it was it was something yeah. like that as opposed to like, hey, you're drunk and like <laughs> I'm going to take you home or else you're going to die. die. Like <laughs> it, it wasn't that, you know, even though that's 100 really percent what bad. I was thinking. Yeah, it was really bad. But I was like, hey, I just want to make sure you get home safe and mm-hmm. things like that, which technically is why I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was just the nicest way that I could say it. So we walked over to where you were staying. Mm-hmm. And and then. Oh, no. Do you remember this? Yes. Because okay. it was probably the most embarrassing thing that it's not <laughs> has super embarrassing. ever happened to me. But tell it. Is tell it really? It. Yeah. Holy cow. That's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm a part of this then. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the apartment and she gets her key out and she is shaking like you would have thought mm-hmm. she was Michael J. Fox without taking medication. <laughs> and <laughs> and by the way, listener, calm down. Back to the Future is my favorite movie. I love Michael J. Fox. Calm down. So she's shaking and she can't open the door. And so she's like, I can't open the door. And of course, in my head, I'm like, she's drunk there's a huge possibility that we're just in the wrong apartment oh yeah right yeah yeah. i remember this and you were like how i remember this either because i was like basically black i was probably in and out of being blackout drunk maybe you were like no you have to like shimmy the key a certain way and i was like oh my gosh (laughs) this is ridiculous so we try it it doesn't work and i'm like all right let me see if I can go downstairs and, and maybe the uh, the security can help me. I went downstairs. The guy in the security outfit couldn't help me because turns out he works there, but he's just like, yeah, but I just don't feel like it. So I was <laughs> like, great. Thanks, man. And so I went Aww. back upstairs and I was like, hey, so the security guy, uh, he says he works here, but he doesn't care. And uh, so what do we what do we do? And you were like, we just, we just got to try again. 
<laughs> try it again. And then, that sounds very much like me. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong with the security guy. Let me just double check that he doesn't care. And so I went downstairs and I was like, hey, remember that thing where you said you didn't care? How do you feel now? And he's like, yeah, I still don't care. And I was like, all right, man. Well, I'll just go upstairs then. And so I just went upstairs. <laughs> and then about that time is when you started throwing up. Yeah, I puked like everywhere, like on the door, on the ground. And this was like a nice place. Mm-hmm. And I just vomited. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, nowhere around me. Yeah, but I felt so bad. Like, that's why it was so embarrassing because, at least for me, if someone vomits around me, because my girlfriends, too, like, they'll get drunk and I hold their hair or whatever. But, yeah. but I, like, I, I, when I smell it, I start, like, throwing up. Like, yeah. I'm very, I get nauseous really easily. Sure. So I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted you to be okay. I've never just, like, like that, like, just puked on a door. <laughs> But I'm glad that you did, though, because I don't know if you remember this. What happened, like, right after you puked all over the door, (laughs) that must have been the magic combination (laughs) that opened the freaking door. Yeah. (laughs) I I had to vomit out the poison for me to just, like, have enough to to be able to open a door. It's like the door was like, all right, already. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and so it opened and you were like thank god (laughs) and i was like all right well this is like the first impression you had of me too i was like all right well (laughs) and so we walk in and then you're like uh you're like hey i have to go use the restroom or whatever (laughs) if you want to get something you can get something and i was like okay fine and so I just sat on your couch and I just I just waited for you to like be Not done. Die. Yeah, yeah, just wanted you to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you came out of your bathroom on all fours. <laughs> oh no, I don't remember this. You remember this? No, I don't remember this. So tell came me. Out, you came out you came out of the bathroom on all fours. Right? And and you said I think this is funny. Oh no. You're probably not gonna think it's oh, funny. No. But but I was like, hey, do you need help getting into bed? Yeah. And you reacted like in in such a way, like you were like, what? He <laughs> reacted in the weirdest way. I was like, because you're on all fours. Like, it just looks like you're not okay. Yeah. Like, would it, do you need help? You know, yeah. like. Oh my god, I don't remember that. But that's so funny. Yeah. What, so. And then, and then, yeah, the next day. You were like, hey, are you, like, alive? Like, are you okay? I don't remember yeah. how... Did we, I say that? I don't remember. Well, I, I don't remember that. how we reconnected after Me that. Either. Because we didn't, like, swap numbers or anything at that point. We probably were at the same show. Like, you know, there must have been another show where we went, ran into... But I do remember talking to you afterwards and, and saying, like, you saved my life last <laughs> night. Like, I, I would have just been in the bush and who knows, like, what would happen. Just you know, convulsing my own vomit in a bush. Like, Yeah. What was super funny was, and I told you this a couple days ago, what was super funny was the next time I saw you was at another bar, <laughs> ironically, and you came in and I knew something was different about you because you came in. You usually know that women have had like an epiphany <laughs> about something because the next time you see them, they're wearing glasses, <laughs> you know? And she was wearing glasses oh and her hair was up and she was just like, I have seen the light <laughs> and I'm not drinking like that anymore. <laughs> so we started talking and that's like what started this whole friendship. I yeah, think. that's how we met. And so it all started because <laughs> I'm a good Samaritan. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> God, I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> Insanity. Was, yeah, I think like, I was honestly embarrassed and I felt really bad for you. And that's why I, I was like, I can't. I feel bad for me, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't do this to like another person again. Like, yeah. it's horrible. And I also can't. I shouldn't be doing that to my own body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also important as well. In fact, recently you had this whole thing with your with your kidneys. Yeah, I had a bladder and kidney infection. Yeah. Which is really weird because I think normally how you get bladder infections are through like UTIs and stuff like that. Yeah. But I didn't have any of those symptoms. 
it just right away my kidney just randomly one day started hurting so so badly and I didn't know it was my kidney I just thought oh my back really hurts but it's not really my back it's like under my ribs and it just got worse and worse and worse until finally I I had to rush to the hospital because the pain was just so bad yeah and they did all the blood tests gave me IV a bunch of painkillers and antibiotics and blah 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 they tested everything and um the the results like came back I, I was just in the hospital for hours they said yeah you have an infection and it's reached your kidneys it's good that you came in because this could lead to sepsis and then multiple organ failure you know yeah. and and um so that again it was like a wake-up call where i was like i wonder if it's related to my drinking probably not because it's kidneys and bladder but um still you know i i'm reducing sort of <laughs> all of the, anything that would contribute to weakening like my organs of but course organ pain man that it's i don't wish fun. that upon anyone I, yeah. I i i'm very shocked that kidneys hurt that much when they're under attack or inflamed or whatever was going on yeah. like it was bad i couldn't the whole left side of my it was my left flank that hurt i'm sure both were infected but apparently with kidney infections one of them takes on the majority of the pain because your body's like trying to save the other one um but the whole so my whole left side i couldn't lift my leg i couldn't bend over like it was bad it's crazy it opens you up your eyes you know with like how delicate <laughs> you really are <laughs> yeah of course that's crazy well i'm glad that you're okay and i'm glad that you're here <laughs> thank so. you i might not be here next year <laughs> after this story and like all this <laughs> who knows what shenanigans i'll get into <laughs> oh no all right well where can people find you sarah uh every day i try to post a joke on twitter so i'm at sarah wren comedy i'm not as active on instagram sometimes i try to do stories and stuff um but most and it's the same handle though sarah wren comedy that's me i'm for everything for all social media (laughs) yeah and you also have a new show yes i do i have a new show and i'm doing it with my best friend Mm -hmm. my other best friend (laughs) that i'm really excited about it's called late night wine and it's kind of kind of like a news show because we talk about um recent things that are happening in the news sometimes specifically uh, with canada yeah but then we go into just I want it to be like casual. The whole idea for the show is I want you to feel like you're in my living room or we're cracking a, a drink together and we're chatting and um, we're spending time together. So that's every Wednesday at 930 Eastern that we're doing that. And it's new. That's awesome. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez on Twitter at I am Mike Valdez. You can go to who is Mike to find out the answer to that question. <laughs> and you can subscribe and tell all of your friends about child. Like it best with Mike Valdez. We need more people to, to listen. Let's uh, let's grow this family. That's it. This has been an episode. Thank you guys. See you later. Bye besties. <laughs> <laughs>